we're going to continue on from what we have been sharing um, because I just think it's so important that we get to the place that we are aligning ourselves by the kingdom. So what have we been talking about over the years? We've been talking about, you know, for many years, we're talking about getting back to the roots of the faith, understanding the Hebraic foundation of the faith. In this series, in this time, what are we looking at? Uh, we're talking about getting back to the, the fruit, getting back to being fruitful, that we will see the abundance of fruit as we um, are, are building in the kingdom. You know, it's not about what you know. The question is, what are you going to do with what you know? Are we going to be those who will be carriers of the gospel of the kingdom and bring supernatural transformation to this generation because that's what it's all about. Welcome Keith in Liverpool. We've got Joe in South Carolina. Thanks for joining with us. Good to see you guys. Uh, thanks for being here. So, you know, we want to be getting back to the fruit. So everything we're talking about, uh, you know, every day as we're pressing in, our number one focus is about the alignment of the heart. You know, is our hearts aligned in the right way or are we, you know, off to the left, off to the right? You know, if you feel like your your heart is shaky over, uh, you know, the events of life, then I want to challenge you that you have got to get to the place where the, the precepts of Yehovah, the truth of Yehovah is set. It's got to be set. It's not optional. It's not... I'll serve you, God, if I feel like it. I'll serve you, God, if you're just doing good things for me. You've got to make a decision. You want to see the manifestation of the kingdom of Yehovah, then there's an alignment that you need to take. And it's something that I've witnessed in my life for many, many years. Because, you know, it's, look, it's not because I, I, I was taught it. But it's because I found myself every single day in the counsel of the Spirit, pressing in, yielding to the walk of the Spirit, yielding, submitting to the ways of Yehovah. I never went out in pursuit to live my own life. I've always been in pursuit to lift up the name of Yehovah. May the name of Yeshua be lifted high. He is mighty to be praised. And... You know, what, what's uh, important about this is we live in a day where there's so much noise and there's so much demand upon your attention and my attention that even when it comes to our devotional time, even when it comes to delving into the scripture, there's so many uh, interruptions that can take place. So when do you get that time? Because you've got to get that time. We have got to know this book. We've got to understand what the scriptures say. I, I saw a nice uh, uh, quote that was uh, from one of my friends on MeWe. Uh, I'm just moving over a lot of stuff to MeWe. You might see if you're on my personal Facebook page. Um, I opened the profile 2018. I didn't really... You know, I went on and had a look, wasn't that impressed, but um, we know that many people are leaving Facebook. So just on that basis, we decided that we're going to post every day on MeWe as well. So uh, you can come over and join me there. I think I have a link. Maybe I can copy the link. How do I copy the link? Um, copy link address. Okay, I can post that there. 
there you go. So if you're on MeWe, you can come and join me over there. I, I can't. Uh, we haven't got a live feed option there just now, but uh, after we broadcast, we will post the links from the YouTube version. It will go up there. So it's not it's not quite the same as. Uh, you know, as slick as what we see on Facebook and YouTube, but you know, hopefully, it's going to be a platform that's beneficial. So, anyway, a friend uh, on uh, MeWe posted this uh, statement, and I think it's very important. When there's a fight between your heart and your head, experience has taught me that the best thing you can do is pick up your Bible. And remind yourself of what Elohim says. Hallelujah. And what I love about it, you know, pick up your Bible and remind. <laughs> remind. What are we doing? Renewing of the mind. And this is what we've got to get to, the place where we are renewing the mind so that we are aligning our thought patterns, aligning our entire life. In everything that we go through, listen. You know, if you're dealing with conflict, if you're if you're going through crazy stuff, and you've got a problem between your head and your heart, and you know you recognize that you're losing your temper, you're acting wrong, you're just you know just falling apart with with how you are acting, then it doesn't matter what is happening with the other person. It doesn't matter if someone has taken you to the place where, boom, you've lost it. The bottom line is this. Are we aligning ourselves in the Spirit? And if we recognize that there's a place where our flesh just takes over, maybe you've got an anger problem. And, you know, when things just get to that level, boom, you lose it. How do you how do you get that anger uh um, imprisoned and how do you get under the control of the Holy Spirit? It's supernatural and we can align ourselves by the Spirit. So I want to start, uh, we're talking about abundant life, um, but uh, I want to start with Sam chapter 16. So if you will turn there, we're going to read a few versions from there. It says in verse 1, Keep me safe, O Elohim. For in you I take refuge. I said to Yehovah, you are my Elohim. You're my Lord. Apart from you I have no good thing. As for the saints who are in the land, they are the glorious ones in whom is all my delight. The sorrows of those will increase who run after other gods. I will not pour out their libations of blood, or take up their name on my lips. Yehovah, you have assigned me my portion and my cup. You have made my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have delightful, I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise Yehovah who counsels me even at night, my heart will instruct me. And this is what I love about this verse in verse 7. I praise Yehovah who counsels me. Even at night, my heart will instruct me. 
you know, it's like if you've been working out, what do you need to do after a good workout for it to take effect in your muscles and your body? It's the rest time. It's the downtime that your muscles grow. It's the downtime. And when we are receiving the counsel of Yehovah, when we are receiving instruction, when we are pressing in to the scripture, when we are inquiring of Yehovah, it's in that downtime at night when we rest, all of a sudden our heart is instructing us why we are being reprogrammed by the Ruach HaKodesh. Hallelujah. We are aligning our minds in the ways of Yehovah. So that when turmoil comes, when difficult times come, what's going to happen? We're going to make the right decisions because the preparation work has already been done. And this is something that I look at on a daily basis. It's not just something, you know, it talks in the scripture about uh, um, uh, taking a short account, you know, take accounts of your life. Don't let things go on and on and on, but hold yourself accountable to the word of Yehovah. This is the word of promise. This is not religion. It's relationship. It's the word of promise. But we need to be living and dwelling and functioning in the kingdom. Verse 8 of Psalm 16. I have set Yehovah always before me because he is at my right hand. I have set the Lord. I have set him. I've, you know, it's set. It's, it's, not, it's not open for options. It doesn't matter what's before me. He is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. If Elohim be for you, who can be against you? If Elohim be for you, who can be against you? So I want to ask you a question. Are you seeking? Are you just trying, oh God, I need provision. God, I need this. God, I need that. God, I need this. And you're, it's all about needs and, and what you need. And you're, you're focused on all of the wrong things. We are called to dwell and function within the kingdom. So how do we dwell and function in the kingdom? We're going to come to that in a, in a deeper uh, way in just a moment. I have set Yehovah always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad I'm walking in the shalom of Yehovah. My heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body will also rest secure. To be shaken up with what's happening in this world. You know, everyone knows about my Jack Russell, Joey. You know, he got badly attacked a couple of years back where he got ripped up pretty bad. And uh, his whole personality has changed, even though he's physically healed. You know, now you have a bit of thunder and he's freaked out. He's shaking. He's going crazy. You know, I lay my hands on the dog and everything. And, you know, uh, Haley, she gives him some essential oils and rescue remedy. I just give him a little bit of whiskey, to be honest, you know, to get him to calm down. But what's happened is he's, since the attack and the trauma... His mindset has changed. And you might be faced, you might have gone through trauma and you find it so difficult to be aligned. Now, there's something difficult, uh, different about you and my dog, Joey. You know, Joey's not spending time in the world, but we can be reminded, reprogrammed by the Holy Spirit that we don't have to be a victim of trauma 
We don't have to have the consequences of trauma for the rest of our lives. We can expect to experience the change. Hallelujah. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body will also rest secure. Why? Because I am under the counsel of Yehovah. I'm under the counsel of Almighty God. And as we focus on abundant life today, life more abundantly, I just want to ask you a question. Can we, can we come before the Father and say, yes, we are under your counsel? Because we diligently seek you, because we focus our lives in your presence, that we are pressing forward, that we recognize that you are my Elohim. You are my Lord. There is no other God above you. You are are the one that I look to for everything. Apart from you, I have no good thing. Why? Because the only things we have is what is found in Yehovah. So you want the abundance of life, then don't spend all of your time trying to pursue happiness, trying to pursue success, trying to pursue things. This is not what you should be in pursuit of as a believer. In religion, they want to teach you principles. Just go through the principles, brother, and everything's going to be okay. But here, what we're looking at is we're looking at the message that Yeshua taught. He said, the kingdom of Elohim is at hand. Repent for the kingdom of Yehovah is here. It's here. It's at hand. It's right here. Why? When the Holy Spirit dwells within you, when you are born again of the Spirit, you are, uh, you are, um, what's the word? Oh, where's my words gone tonight? Um, You know, you you impart you you uh, <laughs> I've lost the word. Don't you hate that? Anyway, we are taking the kingdom. We are bringing the kingdom to this generation. The very reason that we are on earth today is because we are born for such a time as this. Because the Father has a job to do in our lives to restore order. Yeshua came for the purpose of restoration, and it wasn't restoration on how you get to heaven. Your destiny is not heaven. That's not what needs to be restored. We start in Genesis, we end in Revelation. In the, in the beginning, you're in the garden. In the end, we're in the garden. The Father is restoring all things here on earth. He is re- restoring the inheritance that we are called to walk in. Hallelujah. So my heart is glad, my tongue rejoices, my body will also rest secure. Verse 10 of Psalm 16, if you're just joining. Good to see you, Jeff and Lola. Blessings. Verse 10, because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in the presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. This is a prophetic word concerning the Messiah. You will not abandon me to the grave. Hallelujah, my Messiah, he is risen. He is risen. Praise the name of Yeshua. So we've got to get to that place where we are recognizing 
the importance of who he is. We're recognizing that we are called to walk in the kingdom. You are not your own. You are bought with a price. So we are not in the pursuit of things. So how are we praying? What are we praying for when, you know, go to Matthew chapter 6. Let's just get, you know, the foundation of, of this just pushed down again so that we get to the place where we recognize that there is a way to operate in the kingdom and there's also a way that uh, religion wants to work. Religion is a recipe of failure. We are not called to be part of a religion. God never intended from the beginning to set up a religious institution. You can look around the world today and I can tell you that every <laughs> majority of the wars and everything that's going on around the world are all based on religion and I idealisms uh, that people are walking in. But we are called to be um, children of the kingdom. We are called to bring restoration of the kingdom. So if our prayer life is always, Father, you know, uh, just give us enough money just to get through this, to get through that, to do this. What are we praying for? But when we get to the place where we understand in verse 33 of Matthew chapter 6, but seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. Now, what does it say before that? Let's go back to 19 of the same chapter. Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. How many people do we know that have invested and saved up their entire life, you know, to have incredible assets, to be uh, respected, you know, in society, and then an event in their, their country happens, and all of a sudden their entire asset wealth is wiped out overnight. I'll never forget when I was living in Spain back in the early 90s when uh, Santander, the bank, went down. And, you know, the guarantee on everyone's account was just like, you know, 100,000, uh, whatever it was, in pesetas back then in the currency of Spain. And there was many people that had millions of dollars in those accounts. And all of a sudden, overnight, bang, wiped out. One minute they were wealthy, they were rich. The next minute it was all gone. And what does it say in verse 19? Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy <laughs> and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your heart is, uh, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So just as we opened up, we talked about the alignment between the head and the heart and the importance of our, the counsel of Yehovah and the reprogramming of who we are when we rest, when we come to that place to sleep. The words that we are receiving are being established. Do you believe that today? 
Do you believe that the words that we are receiving through the scriptures are being established in our lives? Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So we spur one another on in the most holy faith. We, we proclaim the victory in Messiah. We stand upon his promises. Hallelujah. Verse 22. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. And if the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both Elohim and Mammon. You can't serve God and money. Therefore, what's the therefore, therefore? What we just read about. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. Oh, hallelujah. Listen, I just want to release the shalom of Yehovah over your life right now because if we establish these things on a daily basis, if we make it our life's habit, you know, the very things that we have, that we say, Father, what you have blessed me with, I ask you, how do I apply this? What do I use my funds for? What, you know, some, some people in religious institutes, well, I paid my 10%. You know, I, I gave my 10% to the church, so I'm covered. You know, I've got my insurance and my assurance is there. My 10% is okay. But when you capture and truly understand the principles of what it truly means to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, you will come to the place of realization that, you know, 10% is not where you're going to walk. Why? Because the abundance of Yehovah, the blessings of Yehovah are going to overtake you. They're going to overtake you. So let's read where we're at here. Therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. You Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the fields grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that's how Elohim closes the grass of the fields, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. So to seek and desire to pursue the kingdom doesn't mean that you are uh, evasive towards what's going on in this world. It's just you're putting your life into biblical order. And, you know, test God on these things. Test God with your resources. Test God with every aspect of your life. And do what? But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. It's a promise. 
you will lack no good thing. Yes, you may face trials, you may face turmoil, you may be in the war, you may be under attack, all those different things. But in the place of attack, as we've shared over these past days, we've got a song of joy that's going to be rising up. Because we know the foundation is right. On the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. I am not going to solve my problem with the ways of the world. But I come before a mighty God. Who is mighty to save. Hallelujah. We stand upon the promises of Yehovah. We proclaim that his promises are yes and amen. So therefore don't worry about tomorrow. (laughs) For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So here you have the kingdom message being preached. You have the promise of the provision of everything that you need. And why does it end with, so don't worry (laughs) about tomorrow? Why does it say each day has enough trouble of its own? Some people are depressed because they face trouble. And we've got to change that. We've got to see the trouble. We've got to see the challenge that's before us as an opportunity to, to demonstrate the glory of Yehovah. It's an opportunity for the victor that's living in you to rise up. It's an opportunity for you, your testimony, to make a difference in this generation. You know, it's one thing to preach the gospel, uh, you know, but, but we are not called to operate in such a way that we are, uh, you know, trying to persuade people to receive Yeshua. But if you just live the life and have the manifestation of his glory and his goodness, people will come to Messiah. What do we find out about Yehovah? What do we know about him in the scripture? He will never take your free will away. So I just want to encourage you, when you pray... For people, don't use witchcraft in your prayer for those that are not yet saved around you. So how should we pray? Ask Father, may their eyes be open. This is something we talk about all the time. We talk, Father, give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart that understands. So how do we pray for the lost? It's not that we manipulate. It's not that we use witchcraft. We we are calling you out. We are pressing you. You know... (laughs) And we've all prayed that way. But maybe we should be praying, Father, open their eyes. Give them eyes to see. Give them ears to hear. Give them a heart of understanding. May they be people who will pursue you. May they see the testimony of the lifestyles of those who are walking in the kingdom. And when they see the testimony of the lifestyles of those walking in the kingdom... What's going to happen to them? You know, they might just hear stories at one point. That's what Yeshua did with parables. You know, why did he not give the general public the depth of understanding of what he was saying? He said, oh, it's not for them. (laughs) When the disciples are asking, what do you mean by, uh, you know, sowing the ground, the seed and all this? What what do you mean by, oh, no, these are the secrets of the kingdom. It's not for them. So those who are not yet saved, they can have the stories, the testimonies of the goodness of Yehovah to bring them to the place where they desire to seek to know the God that you serve. How do we see people 
getting excited about the God we serve when exploits are happening within our lives. So how are we going to function? Are we going to function in a way that, uh, you know, we just spend all our time in prayer? Well, I've just, I've just got to pray this. I've just got to pray this and it's going to happen. Well, how about you just rise up and, and be about the working of the gospel and be about, uh, you know, taking the, the truth of Messiah to this generation, that we will bear fruit in everything that we do, that we're seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness. And in doing that, people are going to say, I want to know your God. I want to know your God. I'll never forget leading uh, one of my bosses to, uh, to Yeshua because he saw the testimony of God in my life. And he just got down on his knees on the sidewalk, on the pavement, and said, I have got to have your God. He is real. Man, I didn't hound that guy with the gospel. I didn't preach the gospel to him. The only thing I did when he was training me and we went around and, you know, he'd tell me this is not a deal. This is why it's not a deal. It's not going to go through. These are the signs. And I said to him, well, you know, that's what you think and that's your training. But I want to tell you that, I, you know, that there's another way. It says in the scripture that Yehovah blesses the work of your hands. And I've gone in and faithfully uh, presented a product or a service to this company. And I just, I want you to see how real God is. Because you believe that that's not a deal. Because your experience tells you that there's not going to be any fruit because of all the signs you saw. But my God is bigger than any of those experiences because I'm not walking in the ways of the world. So I would say to my uh, not yet saved boss, do you mind if I pray? You know, there's a couple of times I took his hand. He thought, man, is this guy gay? What's wrong with this guy? I took his hand. I said, Father, I ask for the blessings of Yehovah. Will you bless the work of our hands? Will you give us supernatural favor? Father, you know, open up the floodgates of heaven over this deal. He'd call me back. He'd be like, I cannot believe it. They phoned me up. We closed that deal. We didn't have to reduce the price, blah, blah, blah. After seeing that a few times, you know, one time I'm I'm just driving down the road and the Holy Spirit says to me, see in that building, I'm going to give you this deal. This is the value of the deal. This is the service you're going to provide to this company. He just gives me this download. So what do I do? I told my not yet saved boss what the Holy Spirit told me. And you might think, are you crazy? What you told a heathen? <laughs> what the Holy Spirit told you? Yep, I told him. Why? I'm setting everything up for the testimony of the glory of the manifestation of the kingdom of Yehovah. And I went in, you know, and knocked on the door. The, the secretary just, you know, she's like a bulldog, guard dog at the gate. Boom, you're out of here. No, we don't need your service. We don't need this. We don't need that. I get back in the car with my boss after I tell him that, you know, the Holy Spirit told me I'm getting a deal there. And he said, so what happened? I said, oh, nothing. I met the, <laughs> I met the guard dog at the front door. Uh, but that's okay. If the father said I've got a deal there, I'll have a deal there. And it just so happened, uh, about a week or two later, I'm driving by 
uh, on a Saturday or Sunday morning, I can't remember, I had shorts on, a t-shirt, it was summer, must have been the only day of summer in Wales, <laughs> that's how cold it is there, and anyway, I just pull in, because the Holy Spirit says, pull into the car park, you're going to meet the owner in a few minutes, so I pull in the car park and stop, I'm the only car in the car park, and then this Range Rover comes in, parks next to me, and I get out, and he's looking at me like, who are you? You know, I'm the owner of this company. And I'm like, hi, pleased to meet you. I'm Kenny Russell. And I said, I want to ask you a question. I said, I'm just passing by, and I just wanted to stop, and it's just so great you're here. Do you need this service? This is the service my company provides. This is what we do. Do you need this service? He said, I cannot believe that you... He said, you know, I... <laughs> I have got to get that service. I said, well, look, you know, can I come in? Is it okay if I come in? He said, absolutely. I go into his office. I tell him, I, I even give him the price. The Holy Spirit gave me the price. I said, we will do this service for this price. And, you know, it's, it's a big deal. You're talking tens of thousands of dollars, pounds in the UK. And he said, yeah. He said, okay. So we, we just, he drew up an agreement. I went back <laughs> I called my boss up. I said, oh, you know, remember that company that the Holy Spirit told me was going to give me a deal? I said, here is the contract. I gave it to him. Uh, <laughs> the written outline before, you know, without uh, a proper office contract, written outline to say I've got the deal, we've agreed on the price, and we had to put the paperwork together. He went in and measured up the property for the service, and guess what? The amount that I charged them was the amount of the cost after all the measurements were done. And uh, it was a coating company. We did the coating on the outside of the building and a full repaint on the inside of the building. And the price I said, with no experience, what do I know? I'm just a trainee learning the job. The price I said was the price that it would have cost. And following these different examples of Yehovah showing up in the marketplace. He gets down on his knees and he says, I need your God. Your God is real. Man, have I seen I don't need to preach the gospel. I just lived the life. He accepted Yeshua. He repented. He started weeping. He's getting supernaturally transformed. He's, I've got a gaping hole in my life. And now I just see the life of Yehovah, the life of God in you. I need that life. He didn't get that in the Catholic Church that he was brought up in. He was blown away by the reality of who God is. And I want to encourage you, sometimes we don't need to run around preaching the gospel. We just need to be about his business and asking the Father to manifest the glory of Yehovah on our lives to bring change to those who are before us. John chapter 10, it says in verse 7, Therefore Yeshua said again, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep, all who enter Come, uh, all, all who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate, verse 9. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and destroy. I have come that you may have life, and have it to 
the full. I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly, have it to the full. And, you know, this is kingdom. This is the alignment of the kingdom. We've got to get to that place where we are being aligned. So how are we doing in this process? How are we doing as we lay the day before the Father? Father, I lay this day before you. What do you want to do with my life today? Divine appointments, holy assignments. You know, what's the agenda of the Ruach HaKodesh? What's the agenda of the Spirit? And how do I walk in your ways today? Inquire of Yehovah. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. We've got to get to the place where we understand who we are and also who we are not. You are not the old man if you are born again of the Spirit. The old man is dead. (laughs) And where do we stand? Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Let's just read it. It says, I have been crucified with Messiah, the anointed one. I no longer live, but it's Messiah who lives in me. The life I lived in the body, I live by faith in the Son of Elohim, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of Elohim, for if righteousness could be gained through instructions or or the, the consequences of the law, Messiah died for nothing. He did not die for nothing. He didn't come to bring you to religion. He didn't come to get you going through a cycle just because the children of Israel failed and they did not submit and they went into rebellion with the golden calf. They deserved the death penalty because they were under the marriage covenant with Messiah and what happened? There had to be an order put in on how could you come into the presence of Yehovah. It's for freedom that Messiah has set us free. You're no longer a, uh, subject to the yoke of slavery. You are not a slave any longer. You are free. You are a child of the Most High Elohim. So just recognize who you are. You are part of a kingdom where every member of the kingdom is part of the royal family. <laughs> hey, isn't that pretty cool? You know, you can't go to the Queen in London. Everyone's watching the crime right now. Haley and Hannah, the two of them, with their British history, uh, Lady Diana and all that stuff they're all into right now. You know, you, you can't just phone up the Queen and say, I'm just coming over. <laughs> you know, that's not, that's not going to happen. But you are part of the family of Yehovah. You can come through Messiah. You can enter in through the gate. Salvation only comes through Messiah. You can't go through or jump over the wall and and think that you can walk in the presence of Yehovah. That's how the thieves want to get in. The thieves are not coming to walk through your front door. They're coming to break and enter. They're coming to find another way in, in the back to bring destruction to steal and to rob from you. But we have been crucified with Messiah. Well, I don't know. Have we? I know I have, but this is an individual thing. If you want to live in the kingdom, you've got to make a decision to be crucified with Messiah and make a declaration. It is no longer I that live. So, you know, you can kick a dead man 
and he's not going to go, ouch, he's not, oh, you're hurting me, you can spit on a dead man, he's not going to get offended, why, he's dead, so it's no longer you that lives, so what is this with offense, what is this with attack, what is this with the attitude, but we need to take the gratitude attitude, so we have got to get to that place where we are pressing forward and recognize who the Messiah is. You know, in Luke chapter 6, let's just turn there. You've been blessed and encouraged today. you encouraged in Yahovah. Good to see you, Paul. How's it going there in Nigeria? We've got uh, Catherine as well joining with us. We've got Keith, Vicky. Um, we've got Brandon as well. Hey, Brandon. We've got Yogi as well. We've got B. Hey, Jeff, what's going on? Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. You encouraged? Anyone encouraged here tonight as we're going through the scriptures? Luke chapter 6. You know, I'm telling you, how, how many times do we have to hear something before it sinks in? Oh, you know, well, look, when I watch a movie, I watch it once and that's it. I'm not going back watching it again. Very rarely am I going to watch a movie twice. Why? I've seen it. But when it comes to the scripture... You read a portion of the scripture and, you know, why is it when you go back to that portion of scripture over and over and over and over, what starts to happen, you start to <laughs> realize that there's more nuggets, there's the richness of Yehovah that's coming forth. Why? Because if you are in pursuit of Yehovah, you will find the treasures of heaven. You can't just wash and take a shower in the scriptures and expect to walk, walk in the fullness of uh, uh, the promises of Yehovah. But if you earnestly seek him, Yehovah will reward those who earnestly seek him. Thank you, Father. I love what it says in Luke chapter 6. We've got to change our mentality, change the way we function, change the way we live. It says this, Give... And it will be given to you, a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. For when the measure you use, for with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Hallelujah. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you. What are we talking about? We're talking about kingdom. We're talking about how do we realign ourselves with the thinkings of, of Yehovah. Why? You are called to self-govern. You know, I went through an arbitration hearing um, at the early part of this year. And, you know, when you look at the language of the responsibility in biblical arbitration and the importance of submitting to the scriptures, that we submit to the ways of Yehovah. It's not about you standing and saying you're right. If there's a dispute and something going on, it needs to be brought before others to, to, be, to be judged, to identify what's right and wrong. Because if there's rebellion and there's sin and, there's, you know, and you've got uh, division, how do we sort division? We want to bring the order of the scriptures. And more than anything, you have got to self-govern. So you've got to make a decision. If, if I'm living in accordance with the will and purposes and the precepts of the word of Yehovah in the Spirit, then I don't need someone telling me 
counseling me, uh, uh, you know, trying to help me through. Why? Because I am governing myself in the way of Yahovah. We are called to self-governance. We were never meant to be under governments, <laughs> you know, uh, being, being controlled by different governments. We're not meant to be in that place. We're meant to be free. And everywhere you read in Scripture, Yahovah gives you freedom. Choose life. What do you want to do? Are you going to choose blessing? Are you going to choose curse? It's yours. If you are not in pursuit of me, says Yahovah, that's okay. <laughs> You're going to get left behind. You're not going to be part of the kingdom. You're not going to walk in the promises and the blessings and the fullness. So, you know, when it says don't judge or uh, uh, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. And I love, you know, read from verse 27 all the way through in this chapter. It's great. But give and it will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured unto you. And just as manna, uh, manna was used in the wilderness to test the people of Elohim, the Sabbath was used to test the people through uh, the provisions of Yehovah. What is some of the testing grounds that we see in the teachings of Yeshua? He wants to know where your treasure is because that's where your heart is. Do you really have a heart for the kingdom? Are, are we going to be the same next year as we are this, we this year? Are we going to grow in the presence of Yehovah? Are we going to grow in wisdom and understanding on how we live this life in the kingdom, then there is principles that Yeshua set out. You can abandon this earthly life to its full. Well, I keep the commands to the rich young ruler. I do all these great things. Okay, I do all these commandments that you said. Okay, go sell everything and give everything to the poor and come and follow me. And what he didn't realize that this was, this was uh, uh, words to identify the condition of the heart. So you do all these things to be seen before man. You feel good about your faith, about your walk. But what must I do for eternal life? What must I do? You know, how do I get to that place? Well, you need to give up everything in this world. Why? Because you're not going to experience the glory of Yehovah. Listen, if you're poor right now, it's not that that's where you're always going to be. If you're going through lack and you're, you know, you're going to test the promises of Yehovah, a rich person, it's going to be hard. You know, it's easier for the rich man, uh, for the camel to go through the eye of the needle than it is for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of Yehovah. Why? Troubles? What, what do you mean troubles? You know, all these hardships and things you're facing and, and, and the testings of your faith when they're walking in their wealth and their protection and everything is so good. You know, but you know, what do you find? Some of the most miserable people that you, that you can meet are some of the richest people you've ever met without Messiah. So we want to put Yeshua in place. We want to get to that place where we recognize who he is. In James chapter 1 verse 17, it says, Every good thing 
is given, and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadows. It's not, well, you know, the glory of God's over here. Come over. The glory of God's over there. Go there. Oh, let's go to the hype-up meeting of this, the hype-up meeting of that, the praise event of this, the praise event of that, the declaration event of this, the declaration event of that. Oh, now, (laughs) because of the declaration, because of the prayer, because of all the people coming together, now the glory of God has to come. Really? So what we've got to recognize that you can be having revival right where you are and be supernaturally changed and bring transformation. It's not about the events. Hallelujah for events. I'm not against events. I love to be in large events. They're great, you know. But what I'm saying, if your hope is in the large events and in the big events, Things, I want to ask the question, is that where we always see how the hand of the Father is moving? It's not always like that. That's not always where it happens. So I want to encourage you that we recognize that every good thing, that we get to the place that every perfect gift is from above. So Father, we ask that we will be sold out for the kingdom. We ask that our lives will be aligned with you just as we read in you know, John chapter 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. So Father, I pray over every single one of us that we will experience and walk in the fullness of life, that we will not be ignorant of the devil's devices, that we will see his assignments to take us away from the presence of Yahovah, that we will be submitted to the Ruach HaKodesh, that we, <laughs> that we will be a light to this generation. Forgive us for thinking it's all about knowing all the answers when we have you dwelling within us, that you can bring forth your answer to us at any moment, any time. Help us to walk in the shalom of Yahovah, that we can be in your peace on this journey, no matter what's before us. Lack, storm, abuse, danger. Father, I trust you. You will make a way. I know that you've made a way. And I rejoice in who we are in you. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Therefore, if anyone is in Messiah, he is a new creation. The old things. (laughs) Here, the old things have passed away, behold, new things have come. The old is gone, and behold, all things are new. Are we walking in the new? Are we really walking in the new? This is time for us to witness the fruitfulness of a mighty God. Go and bear fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. If we can align ourselves with this, and we start applying this to our daily life. You know, these words that we are sharing right now, for you know, by the Holy Spirit through the Scriptures, these are life. They're bringing us, what? The abundance of life. Hallelujah. You didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command. Love each other. 
So let's pour into the lives of each other so that we can see the glory of Yehovah manifest in this generation. Oh, we stand on your promises. We stand on your promises. They're yes and amen. I hope you've been encouraged with the word tonight as uh, we just press in. And, you know, we're making a declaration. It is time for us to have life and life more abundantly. It's time for the fullness of life. Say, Father, I thank you. I receive the fullness of life. I'm so excited to see the testimonies of what the Father is doing in each and every one of your lives. I'm excited. You know, share this message with others. Encourage others to be aligned in the Spirit. That, you know, let's get rid of religion and let's be focused on his kingdom because Yeshua didn't preach religion. He came to restore the kingdom. He came to reestablish the dominion that man is meant to have on this earth. Hope you've been blessed and encouraged. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. We are going to have a Zoom call this Sunday. The time of the Zoom call is going to be 10.30 p.m. in the evening. Uh, so uh, let me just send you a link. Uh, I haven't got a link for the Zoom call, but what I can do, um, we're going to post the link in the intercession group uh, for Bulldozer Faith. So let me just grab that there. This is for those who are on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, you can click the link there. I will share uh, through the email. I'll send out an email. So if you're on our email list, you'll get our email. I'll just give you the email alert uh, link. That's here. I'll just post that there for you. Uh, sign up so you get our emails. We don't look. We don't send out emails every single week, but we try to keep you updated to what's happening and sharing with you what's going on with the ministry. We're very much social media driven. Uh, so, anyway, looking forward to what's ahead. If you've got testimonies, if the Father is speaking to you, then I encourage you share your testimony in the comments so other people can see what the Father is doing. Share this message with others. Man, and there's so many people that are trying to get to the kingdom through religion, and that is an uphill battle. We've got to get out of religion and start growing in the kingdom. Hallelujah. Um, so my email is there. It's kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. If you're listening by podcast, it's kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. If you're blessed and encouraged with the ministry and you're looking for good seed to sow into, then go to bulldozerfaith.com forward slash give. Um, you see the link at the top of the page. And uh, you can support the work that we do here at Bulldoze of Faith. Listen, I'm, we are, we're just warming up to some incredible things that's going to be happening. I am praying and interceding that the Father is going to bring the staff that we need, the resources that we need. <laughs> but I'm not going to be seeking it on this realm. I'm seeking it on this realm by the kingdom. Father, by your kingdom, pour in the bulldozer of faith for the things that we do. So I thank you and appreciate every person that does give to the ministry. If you don't and you want to start giving, you can give monthly or you can give one-time donations. We appreciate your support. Okay, till tomorrow, shalom, shalom, hallelujah. Amen.